There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you only look, then you will see On WCN-TV Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's WCN-TV. I'm Rob Pugh, your host. This is Tuesday, September 27th, 2022. Man, it's already almost October. October on Saturday, if you can believe that. Today's kind of a different one for me because um, I've been busy on the road distributing the latest issue of Wisconsin Christian News to news racks and public places all throughout Wisconsin, and I'm still not done. (laughs) But I'm here today. Every month we drop tens of thousands of truth bombs all throughout the, everywhere in public places on news racks, and people love it. We can, we can hardly keep the racks full. We don't distribute very many to churches. I think we have about four in Wisconsin after 23 years of doing this because the pastors throw them in the trash. And uh, this particular issue must be especially power-packed because the enemy certainly didn't want it to get out. It started with uh, technical difficulties with my computer software as I was laying the paper out. And that process in itself is a challenge because what you're talking laying out a 48-page newspaper, one page at a time, one article at a time, one word at a time. Believe it or not, that's what I do. But by God's grace, I got it done and I met the deadline. Met the deadline. Then I got the phone call. Our printer was calling, and he was just about in tears. Something went haywire on the press. Nobody noticed it until everything was printed. How that's possible is a miracle in itself. It's going to be a mystery forever because they usually do quality checks every two or three minutes as the papers are rolling off the press. But this time, for some reason, they didn't. They printed all of them, and it wasn't until they were all done that they found out that all the pages were out of order. Not my fault. Somebody put the press plates on wrong, and so the paper went from page 1 to page 47 to page 18 to 22, page 3, and then page 35, and that's how it went. So they had to trash all those copies. I did sounds find like out. Sounds like a government project, Rob. <laughs> it's never happened before. 23 years has never happened before. Anyway, they had to trash all those copies. We're talking probably a semi-trailer load of newspapers had to go to recycling, and they had to do it over. Um, But I did find out that Wisconsin Christian News is the largest press run that they do. Our printing plant prints a lot of local and regional newspapers, um, but I had no idea that ours was the largest, and they had to do it all again from scratch. Anyway, we got it done. It's finished. It's uh, most... Three quarters of them are out, and uh, Lord willing, I will finish up this week. So, today on the program, we have some great guests for you, but for the first time, I really have no specific direction as far as what we're going to talk about. Usually on Tuesdays, I I spend the day uh, doing research and studying and uh, taking notes, so I kind of know what I'm talking about. But today, we have with us Coach Dave Daubenmeyer from Past Assault Ministries and the Salt Light Brigade, and the Christian Revolution. And I'm sure that most of you already know Coach Dave, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time going into his bio. If you don't know him, you will by the time we're done. And by the way, Coach, 
if the mail is on time, you have a surprise coming in your mailbox on Thursday. So are you excited? I'll be looking for it. I'll be I'll be excited if the mail's on time. You should be excited about this. You should be down there at your mailbox singing, please, Mr. Postman. (laughs) I'll do my my best, uh, Paul McCartney. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Anyway, so we also have with us Mark Sutherland, who's a researcher, film producer, and investigator from the UK. Mark is joining us live right now, and it is after 11 p.m. where he's at. So thanks for staying up late with us tonight, Mark. Uh, you probably can't sleep in tomorrow, but but welcome to the show tonight. <laughs> Rob, it's uh, great to see you, and it's also great to see another friend of mine, Coach Dave. So uh, it's good to join you from across the pond, as Coach Dave says so brilliantly. Well, Oh, there's a ton of stories in the news that we could talk about, and I'm sure we'll get into some of those. But, um, and I am aware of all of them, just so you know. I got a 24 7 feed, never stops. But since I'm winging it today, let's see what our guests have to say. Um, what, do you, what do you guys want to talk about? Well, I think, I think the first thing is we have to acknowledge that Queen Elizabeth II, after 70 years of being on the uh, British throne, and uh, Common, our chief Commonwealth representative died a couple of weeks ago, eighth of September, I believe. Um, we've had the uh, we've had the funeral, we've had the uh, respect of that, we've had the pageantry that goes with it. Um, I've been rather uh, rather interested in some of the reaction from certain individuals I know in America, going the Queen's a lizard, um, evil. And the uh, I have to say this, and the witch is dead. I found some of that rather offensive, to be honest. Um, so I'll just say that. I think personally, I'll get straight into it. I think she's held certain things back spiritually in regard for this country. And now I think we could be ramping up rather interestingly because we now have King Charles, Mr. Gaia worshipper himself who uh, first attended a speech in 1970 with his dad in regard to environmentalism moving into full-blown green tyranny. So this is a man that's voice has been used for the World Economic Forum um, video last year. He is uh, up on green Gaia worship like mad. We are now going to be in a very interesting uh, situation because we have a constitutional monarchy. And what happens is if you are king or queen, then you sit on the throne and you keep your political opinions to yourself. The situation we are in is going to be fascinating to see if King Charles III, it has to be noted that this country always seems to have problems with kings that are called Charles. Charles I we executed. Charles II came back after Mr. Cromwell reasserting the uh, the power of Parliament. That's a story for another day. But the key is this. He is going to feel the pressure. Can he keep his political opinions himself? Or will he continue to leave some of the, lead some of that to his to his particular son, uh, Prince William? And then of course Harry is married to Megane, as I call her and has decided to opt out and do whatever he can to make money with his wife via Netflix. I'm not making any of that up. We only have to watch the odd Oprah Winfrey interview they do. My cynicism is deliberate. The respect for Queen Elizabeth, I go along with that. I'm now deeply concerned about what Charles brings. He will, I believe, use his office unless, and we need to pray for this, the full weight of being now king of the UK falls upon his shoulders. God talks to him and puts a hand over his mouth because he is an unelected uh, man. So there we go. So that's the big news. And of course, so Mark, the, the, the monarchy there is really kind of a figurehead situation, isn't it? Do they really actually have have influence? 
can I can I just say that the Queen did not run the country? Can I just reassure reassure my American brothers and sisters that the Queen did not run the country? You're absolutely right. Even though well, our, our our King isn't running this country either. So no, well, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, bye. <laughs> Uh, you mean Emperor Palpatine? Yes, he is not definitely running the country. I think it's a certain individual in Washington, D.C. with a mouthpiece called Obama, but that's another subject as well, um, going for his third term. Um, no, he does not. The king does not run the country. However, Prince Charles, when he was Prince Charles, was politically active in regard to the whole, the whole climate change narrative. And has really bought in, really bought into that, big time. In regard to, if we say, Rob, other news in Europe, um, we hopefully we we will show it. But Italy has just uh, got a new uh, a new a new prime minister, uh, Giorgio Giorgio Maloney, I think. Maybe I've just completely and utterly annihilated her name, but she is now going to be prime minister from October. What's very, very interesting is that various people have uh, at one point thought she was left wing. Then, of course, it's been interesting to me as she's coming up to having won. It's, you know, she's so right wing. She's the worst sort of the most right wing person they've had since Mussolini. I mean, even the BBC newcasters have said this. I've never heard so much trash in all my life. If Because what's happening is as Mark. Mark Hur said in a conversation I had with him today across the pond, the fact is, is that they use these labels to actually lynch us. You know, they use these labels to shut us down. So Giorgio, who, according to what we can see on the on the screen and other comments that made, she actually believes in her nation state. She believes in controlling uh, immigration. It seems that she is pro-family. She's not for all the woke and transgender ideology and all the rest. Now, if we can, I'm hoping that that's the truth. We can take that on both on face value instead of a politician talking out of both sides of their mouth to whatever audience they they have to then get in and to then carry on with any particular agenda that various globalists want to do. There is this comment that. WEF links and stuff like that. I don't, on a personal level, know because I haven't done investigation. The key thing that I find fascinating as well is that Van der Leyen, the excuse of uh, the EU leader, has said that we have uh, tools in place to bring countries into line if they don't do what I say or they, the EU and the globalists say. Remember that the European Union is a leg of global governance. So the two other countries that are in the naughty corner already are Poland and then the wonderful Viktor Oban and Hungary are then in the naughty corner. So they are getting ready to add Italy to the naughty corner because these Oban believes in the nation state. It looks like the Giorgio Maloney is saying, I believe in the nation state. The other interesting thing is, of course, is what's happened in Sweden in regard to they have got a new lead. They have got a new um, about to have a new government and it is right of centre. It's come in on an, on an anti-immigration stance. We look at how many the the flow of migration into Europe, as you know, has been huge. Now, I suppose the other big news is, is that a few weeks ago, we got a brand new prime minister, Liz Liz Truss. Now, here we go. The we could be in serious trouble with the EU and all those globalists. Not that we decided to vote and we decided to leave. And on the twenty uh, third of June two thousand sixteen, we voted to leave the EU. That is six years ago, and in those in those last six years, I have managed to have the privilege to see coach dave a number of times and then with other friends as well and this whole debate are we actually going to leave the eu or are we not even though it was a democratic decision to leave now we have just seen a mini budget being done by our chancellor kwa tang 
a budget where basically they're slashing taxes as much as possible. It's brought our pound. There's been a crash on the pound. And suddenly, for the first time in a long time, there's polarity between the pound and the dollar. It's virtually one for one. Normally, it's been far more in our favor. So, so we have a struggle. We have a struggle going on, um, as in the fact that various globalists, the EU, various other people, including, you know, our, I'm Klaus Schwab, who should be in jail for various war crimes, as far as I'm concerned, against them for humanity, are not happy with the fact that Liz's trust, Liz Truss's um, policies seem to be very, very conservative. We want low taxes and we, uh, we want a small government. So summing up, Rob, that is what that is what is going on on within Europe. We've also got this awful situation going on in Australia, where you've got people like Dan Andrews and Melbourne that are full-blown communists shutting shutting various parts of the country down and all the rest. And New Zealand. And New Zealand. So all of those. Look at that. The Commonwealth countries being attacked. Jacinda Ahern, hopefully they're going to throw that stupid, uh, sorry, that particular individual out. Um, try not to swear on a family program. So they're just hopefully throw her out as well. But the things that have been happening in Australia are extremely, extremely um, dangerous, extremely severe and deeply concerning because they are pushing the whole smart cities rhetoric. At the same time, as you are fully aware, uh, Justin Trudeau's government have decided it looks like they're about to get rid of the mandates, hopefully by the end of September, which will mean that uh, mutual friends of ours hopefully will be able to fly around. But we still need to see the mandates and all that rescinded in America because I cannot fly into America unless I take the death juice and I refuse to do that. So summing up, there is pushback in various places we have dropped all our mandates and all all this kind of thing for insisting on people take uh, injections to fly into the country etc and now and now all the truth in regard to these vaccines across the world are coming out the death rate in a, in this country has been suddenly um over 10,000 excessive deaths over a certain short period recently um there is now a doctor i can't i can't remember his name off by heart who actually pushed the vaccines live on television uh, programs like uh good morning britain or whatever tv on itv he pushed all that now he's turning around and going hold on a minute these need to be uh, looked at his father was a well-known doctor pushing all the national health service his father died and because of that He's begun to question the vaccines and has said it. He said, I questioned it when it became mandatory. So we've got that. We've got PayPal shutting down the accounts of people that are believing in free speech in this country. In other words, there's a parallel between what has been happening in the US in regard to free speech is exactly the same over here as in other parts of the world. So that's uh, a bit of a brief summary. If you want to ask <coughs> any any comments on that, well, it's it's like I've said before. It's a global thing. It's not just mm. the UK or the US or Australia. Mm. Australia has a little bit worse, quite a bit worse than we do. Mm. Um, but I just saw today that I guess Canada is uh, ending their mandates on some of the things. So. Uh, Castro up there is um, easing off a little bit. So not sure what that means. Not sure what that means. We're six weeks away today from the uh, elections. Um, so, you know, I guess who knows? Coach, what do you think? Well, uh, I don't pay attention to Great Britain. Isn't that something? Sorry, Mark, not... not uh... Not uh, pick, picking at you there. We got enough problems here in the good old U.S. of A. And from my perspective, what happened uh, with the Queen? Again, in all respect, uh, I believe it's a great, great shift 
that's taking place that we really don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. I understand it properly. She was in power for 70 years. Most uh, Brits, I've never known anybody but her as queen. Mm-hmm. And as we know, as we look around the world, traditions of all kinds are under attack. And so it seems to me like it's going to be very, very hard to convince younger Brits, although I, I really don't understand you know, the, uh, the Brits' social makeup as probably as well as I should. It's one thing for them to honor the queen. It's something else to honor this guy that they've now installed as king, who, boy, in a lot of circles, doesn't certainly carry the respect that we would expect the, the monarch to be able to carry. So I, I, see it as a, I see it as a big shift. I think there's a lot of big shifts that are going on. And, and uh, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, but anybody that listens to me knows that I always call it like I see it. And I believe that what we are seeing uh, is a spiritual issue. It's a spiritual battle. And that uh, what we are seeing is a total all-out assault on, uh, dare I say it, uh, Anglo-Saxon Protestants, particularly white Anglo-Saxon Protestants' destruction. If you you remove uh, uh, white Europe, and again, I'm not making it about race, but they make everything about race. Mm. If you you remove white Europe as from Christianity and you destroy white Christianity in America— then I think the devil's going to have a, probably a pretty a much easier time conquering the world. Well, so they, I think, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. So that's there's, what I. There's a lot of that, that that's going on, and uh, you know, the scripture says, "You are of your father, the devil, and the works of your father you will do." And I think as as things continue to unfold, it's going to be more and more obvious to those of us who do, in fact, have spiritual eyes to understand this for the spiritual battle and the spiritual war that it is. And uh, I think we have to, we have to bone up and we have to tighten our belt and uh, engage in this war for what I believe is if we don't win this war now uh, and the Lord doesn't come back soon, uh, I believe the, the world has an opportunity or uh, not an opportunity is that's on the precipice of maybe 400 years of darkness again. I don't think that's going to happen. And I think God is, uh, as I, one of my friends here in, in, in Ohio said, uh, there's going to be a rude awakening followed by a great awakening. And I think right now we're in the midst of that rude awakening. And I think uh, the farther we get down this COVID trail and this vaccine trail, people are going to wake up and say, holy smoke, what have they done to us? And that's when I believe the pushback will really begin. I mean, Coach, I'm not I'm not offended by the fact that, you know, you're very honest, as you are, to say you're not paying attention, say, what's happening over here. Um, I'm not offended by that. I, As you know, I pay very close attention to what's going on over there because the bottom line is the bottom line is is that it's what you stand for in regard to freedom and all the rest but it's not your fault as the american people which is the fact that the whole of the 20th century in my view has been about destroying your nation has been about manipulating things to create a one world government to set the whole thing up we tried the, you know, the League of Net, the First World War, as far as I'm concerned, brought about deliberately to destroy our empire. And you said, you said, you know, as you so often do, important things. Our, the ins and outs and certain wrongs and rights about our empire, fine, wasn't perfect, but it took three things around the world. One of them was citizenship, one of them was commerce, and it was Christianity. And what we're seeing is a full-blown attack on Christianity. If we go into the book of Genesis and we look at the Tower of Babel, the Tower of Babel, right, we're going to build Nimrod. I'm going to build this tower and I'm going to take God. I'm going to kill God. I'm going to replace God. Then the whole thing of Babel, of languages being produced so man could not get together again to attack God. We are now seeing the Tower of Babel come about. We've seen the First World War contrived we haven't got all night to discuss that i believe that we then get rid of our our um our uh, empire goes the second world war fdr asking stalin to push to create the united nations that is all fact and then setting that up we then look at the history of what the cia from the oss with the dulles brothers and what the cia uh, Foster Dulles then involved in bringing 300, uh, 300 Nazi scientists into America. This is all fact. All of this has to be bore in mind.
because of what we're now seeing with all these injections during the second world war hitler decided to go and try and wipe out a people group totally into the occult and all the rest they were doing physical experiments on the jews mengele paid by ig fairbairn the industrial power broker the conglomerate behind hitler now from there spiritually they are now trying this worldwide that's what they've done with all these injections it's a genocide agenda that's it period it's all coming out the incredible judy mikovich has just recently uh, said this and uh, has said this constantly in a couple of info wars uh, interviews and all the rest that's where we're at and the sad thing is and like coach over here i have people say they're christians who have you know been part to shutting down their churches who have had injections who have swallowed all of this kool-aid to the letter which is mean i'm sure like coach as well sure like you with you rob especially as you're publishing the truth in wisconsin news i have lost loads of friends maybe they weren't friends in the first place because we've actually spoke the truth i'm trying not to be rude to certain people but i've just said this is what's going on please don't have these injections please don't have these injections oh yeah it's fine i want to go snowboarding somewhere something stupid and uh, what happens is is that by doing that you have then the covid 19 is about tyranny it's about digital passport and all of this and we have to raise the alarm and push back where we can and i agree with coach i fully agree with you it's it seems like the world is going to hell in a handcart right and we cannot and i say it respectfully if jesus returns fantastic all of this sorted out it says we don't know the day or the hour but we can you know we're starting to pay attention to the season on what we're going through right now the world has never been so integrated in the way it is digitally you and i are doing we're having this kind of conversation but i'm sorry and i will say it and i will upset a load of dispensationalists but we cannot have an attitude that says it's okay i don't have to do anything about that i've got my bus ticket i've got my ticket to heaven and i'm going to be out of here and if the world goes to hell in a handcart, so be it. I well, it's interesting, Mark, because I, you know, at the Tuesdays I, I do a national radio broadcast, mm. and uh, I get a tremendous amount of response from that. So Tuesday afternoon, which was today, um, first call, the first phone call I got was a, a a guy who is a missionary and a pastor, and and uh, just. Um, completely disgusted with my with my message today because we should not be talking about politics just preach the gospel he says oh for crying out loud sorry. and uh, <laughs> sorry do, you'd be amazed at how many people have no clue about this stuff they still don't they still don't it's been three years they still have, still have no clue they're still lining up to take the latest shot and i am let me have another I'm, shot i'm amazed i am amazed and i've tried to be very gentle and polite but there does come a point when if you're having another shot and another shot and another shot you must be absolutely stupid thick and ignorant i'm really sorry and when you've got a pastor like that or a missionary in a particular position um you should know better and oh we don't want to hear about we don't want to hear about this politics we're fighting principalities and powers it's ephesians 6 I, you know, Coach Dave constantly goes on about that. Why does he stand outside abortion mills and all the rest? Why does he go on the street and do, do what he's done over the last quite a number of years? Why does he do that? Because it's a spiritual battle. I don't understand this. I that's that's exactly what I tried to get across the guy, and Thank he just you. could not comprehend it, couldn't get it. Well, Rob, if I could jump in here, it's the judgment, it's the judgment of God on, as, as uh, you guys were speaking there. Um, I, I jumped real quickly to Second Thessalonians. You don't have to go there, folks. I'm going to kind of paraphrase it. It says, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. 
And then it goes on to say this, because we've rejected the truth, I'm down in verse uh, uh, verse 11, and for this cause, because we've rejected the truth, the God will send a, God shall send a strong delusion. The, the, the strong delusion that we are seeing in the world right now, as Mark just said, or Rob, as you just said, I can't believe people can't see it. I can't believe it. Well, folks, it's a judgment of God. Because we have rejected the truth, God said, all right, all right. You want to believe that? Go ahead. And he sent a strong delusion that we should believe a lie. And so we look around, and it's not that these people don't understand, Mark. It's that they cannot understand. This delusion come upon them, right? And so the more that we understand, again, that this is a spiritual thing that's going on, and that really the depth of someone's spiritual walk, I hate to say it, the depth of someone's spiritual walk is revealed by how much they buy, buy into government propaganda. The more you understand the Bible, the more you are ri- driven by the Holy Spirit, the less you swallow the government propaganda. The more you just attend church and play church and don't uh, stay up to date on exactly what's going on, the more you fall for the government propaganda. And again, it is the judgment of God. The Lord will send a strong delusion. I think that's what we're dealing with. I, I You're right. And uh, it's like, let's throw a few other bombs in just to upset a few people then. It's a bit like over here. If you were, if you were a Christian and you voted to remain in the European Union, then I turned around and went publicly. I don't think you're very discerning because you have an opportunity to get out, to claim back the birthright of your nation. Nation mm. states are set up by God. Now, let's go for the, um, the other really controversial one on your side of the pond. In 2015, towards the end of 2015, when I spoke publicly and I was asked on some Christian radio show over here, a TV show, which I'm banned from going on, because I don't believe in the vaccines. Um, anyway, that's another story. I term, They said, well, who's going to win now of Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton? And I said, Donald Trump. Now, do I worship the man? No. Am I glad that he was there for four years? Yes. Am I a little bit upset about him keep going on about Operation Warp Speed and pushing vaccinations? Yes. Does he need to shut his mouth about that? Yes. Does he need to come out and apologize and say, I got duped by Fauci and all the rest and Burks? Yes, I want him to come out and say that. Am I glad he got in? Yes. All those other Christians over here that suddenly saw them as the Antichrist, a bit like various Americans at the moment that may think that Prince William is the Antichrist. And I'll leave that one out. People can go and find a podcast and listen to that. But the key is this. The key is this. It's about. As, as Coach said, it's about discernment. Would you go along, be given a vaccine that you know nothing about, that hasn't been tested properly whatsoever, that's been rushed through? Would you just go and queue and go, oh, yeah, I'll have this. I'll have this. Well, if you've got any discernment, you would have said, no, I'm not having this. However, I do have a little bit of sympathy for people that felt. They had no option, otherwise they couldn't earn a living. I hear that. The fact that if you are over 70, 80 years of age, I hear that on one level. Various people in nursing homes over here who ended up being ki- killed by using drugs like Redisomir and uh, and, uh, and uh, um, Medasalam and all that. And various old people ki- bumped off in old people's homes because of that. That is what has gone on. We have, I think Coach is right, a discernment has gone out of the window and also our biggest challenge as Christians, we are not of this world. We are passing through. But does that mean that we completely divulge ourselves of any responsibility to tell people about Jesus? No, it does not. And we have to use whatever vehicle we can in which to do that and i'm i'm sad to hear that rob you interviewed a church leader or whatever a pastor who um who thinks that when we're discussing politics 
because that's the spiritual battle that's played out. If I talked to that gentleman and talked about the last hundred years of American history, he, he would his head would most probably explode. But he couldn't believe the fact that we're coming out with evidence. You know. Yeah, well, his head, his head basically did explode. He, he hung up on me on the phone. He wasn't going to listen to me anymore. So, but um, no, you're right. It is a, it is, I, I, I guess I don't view all of this stuff as politics. I, I view it as, as like Coach said, it's a spiritual battle. Yeah. And unless you know the truth, you're not going to be, you're not going to be equipped to even have a discussion. That's going to, of any value. Go ahead, Coach. Well, well, I'm trying to, I'm sitting here, you're listening, and I'm reminded when I was a kid, I thought it was ivory soap, although I could be wrong, but something that was 99.9% pure. That was the advertisement. I can't, I can't, my brain won't won't work. Uh, But hey, Rob, Mark, I was not, I I was more than 99.9% against the vaccine from the moment they said about it. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have not one one hundredth of a percent of inclination to take that thing. Right. No. I mean, I, I, nor did I, 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 nor did I, because why I'm not, I'm not bragging. So I'm, I'm a holy righteous guy. I saw from the very beginning that something was definitely not right about this because what do we know this? The Bible tells us that all those who hate me love death. And as I was watching the national leadership, everybody who didn't love the Lord was for this thing. And everybody who hated death, pro-aborts, right? Homosexual love, all that stuff. By the way, homosexuality is a death style, right? Uh, Homosexuality left unchallenged will lead to death. It'll be the elimination of the species. And all those who hate God love death. So I just saw where the death lovers were lining up. So I think I'm on that other side. To me, it was it was very very clear from the from the get go. I'm I'm going to be 70 years old here in in about six weeks. I feel like I'm 25. I was I was never worried. Go take a jab. Are you kidding me? Take no jab. That was my attitude from the, from the get go. And no matter how much people tried to convince me that I was going to die or get really really sick if I didn't take that thing. I, I knew this. My life's in the Lord's hands. Huh? I don't have, I could take a vaccine and die of a heart attack. I could take a vaccine and some kid could be texting in his car and cross over the center lane and hit me. Tomorrow is promised to no man. But I know this, my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I ain't putting no junk in that thing. Well, the sad, absolutely. And the sad thing is now we've got myocarditis in 14 year olds or might be slightly younger. We've got all these sports stars all over the world um, dying on football pitches, etc. And no one's actually being honest about that. All the evidence, all the evidence is. Uh, but is Mark, it's out. not on CNN. It's not on MSNBC. Right. OK. okay. News, so it can't be. No. Real. no. Well, OK. Fair it's enough. Fair enough on the mainstream media. Absolutely right. But this comes down to what Coach is saying as well. Discernment. If you smell a rat, if you are unsure, then go on the internet and start doing the research and finding out the information. I'm sorry, I'm, I sounded like a boring fart, but it's true. Judy Mikovic, for instance, when we look at her life, we look at how Fauci stitched her up, etc., is responsible then for contributing hugely for being in jail and all the rest. And you look at what she has spoken out, Dr. Dr. Malone, um, Dolores Carhill over there, loads and loads of doctors um, uh, that have spoken out against this. Now, because the mainstream media has shut down, right, all of that, now we are reaching a point, we're at this point, when they are going to have to face it. If we get to the midterms in America, and I pray that we do, and if they suddenly decide to pull all their fraud all over again, and if, and I pray, I know Coach maybe knows him, I've done something more than I do, but I pray that suddenly people like Jim Jordan are given the opportunity on the on the Jan 6 committee and all the rest, and on the investigation in regard to the vaccines, 
that Rand Paul will destroy Fauci. He's already told him. He's told the uh, the various bodies over there not to not to destroy evidence. And we need all these Jan six prisoners released. We need the FBI investigated like none, nothing on else, because they they are the brown shirts and they've been weaponized. And I say this, I say this respectfully, and I know why Coke said it earlier, and I'm not offended by that. I know I pay great attention to what is happening politically in your country. And the reason being is because over the last hundred years, people and and say less than that, maybe over the last 60, 70 years, people fled to America for freedom and they left communist countries. I've had the privilege to work in Poland. They left comet and before the wall came down. Alexander Solzhenitsyn in 1973 on the streets of the on the steps of the House at Congress gave a warning to America in regard to becoming a communist country in regard to what is going on in 1967 or 68 the the points of communism were then read out in the house and were then put on, that was all written down that was all noted in minutes you have been warned you have been warned and the reason why i'm passionate about that is because of what how america was founded and what it actually stands for and i'll say this I miss, I miss my friends in America. I miss my friends very much. And I'm praying that these mandates will go so I can get on a plane and come and see my friends. And I ask my friends to not forget about us who were outside the border. Dave, Dave knows me. There are other people, other mutual friends up in Canada for argument's sake. We are screaming about all this. Our politics in regard to the inversion of socialism has been far, far uh, along that road. And um, we have to push back. And we all need each other. I've said this constantly over the last two years. We all need each other. Well, I don't think there's any question that uh, in order to pull off this great reset, they're going to have to do a digital currency. Um, I, I don't see any other way to do you know, of, of them pulling it off than to mandate a digital currency. They already have the Biden bucks thing uh, ready to roll out. So you've got all these people who previously lined up for the jab and they're going to, you know, they're going to be lining up for their Biden bucks, um, which is going to be another shot in the arm or Mm. somewhere. And, uh, you know, you've got these people talking big on social media about how, oh, well, that's that. I'm never going to do that or wait till the FBI shows up at my door. I'll be ready for him. And, you know, they're talking big. And I have to just say, did you wear a mask to go to Walmart? (laughs) And 90% of them did because they wanted to go to Walmart. Rob, Rob, if I, if I can jump in there, Mark, I know that you, uh, uh, I know that you don't have a first amendment uh, in your constitution uh, over there in great Britain, but we do have one and we're seeing the, uh, what I call the, the final nail in the coffin of the First Amendment. And as, as Mark was speaking there, I just pulled it up. Uh, I know it, but I didn't want to make sure that I didn't didn't mess up, Rob, and for the, for the audience out there. The First Amendment of the Constitution, by the way, it's called the Bill of uh, – it should be called the Bill of Limitations, not the Bill of Rights, because the Constitution doesn't grant rights. It limits government. So the first ten amendments are limitations put on government. And the First Amendment specific, we hear people talk about that a lot. I just got I pulled it right up here on my phone, Rob, if you bear with me a second. It says, Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of a religion. So they've thrown religion out, right? And religion is connected to or prohibiting the three free exercise thereof. So there's two aspects to part A of the First Amendment. Can establish a religion, secular humanism, atheism. And you can't prevent the free exercise thereof. So, Rob, if you didn't want to take uh, the jab for for religious reasons, it's clearly covered. You don't have to take it. But we know this, right? Religion, establishment of religion and free exercise of religion, for the most part, is pretty much dead in America. Is it not, folks? Let's face up to it. Oh, we can practice it in our churches as long as it doesn't interfere with government as long as we're not preaching politics from the pulpit, as your friend would have said there, Rob, 
So the First Amendment, part one, A and B, of the First Amendment's already dead because Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting free exercise of. Boom, second part of the First Amendment, abridging the freedom of speech. Dudes, are you anybody else banned on YouTube and banned on Facebook and banned on his tube and her tube, our tube and their tube? That's all we have is freedom of speech being destroyed, connected to the freedom of the press. And isn't it amazing that it's the press that's mm. causing the, the silence of the freedom of speech? So A, freedom of religion is already gone. Freedom of speech is already gone. Freedom of the press. But Rob, here's the one that I want to focus on because nobody talks about it. And this is the death knell of January 6th. What is it? The right of the grievances to peaceably assemble to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Now, wait a minute. I don't know what you guys think or what you know out there, but I think our government is in Washington, D.C. And I think if I want to go petition my government for a redress of grievances, I have to go to Washington, D.C. That's where they are. But what did they do to us, Rob? Oh, they said, oh, we're not going to take away your right to peaceably assemble, but you guys were violent. Well, they they weren't. As we watched the Capitol Police escort the Antifa buses into the uh, venue. Yeah, and not one one person arrested Mm. for a weapons violation that day in Washington, D.C. So evidently, we were going to have a, we were going to overthrow the government with appeal to heaven flags. Is that what we were going to do? And Trump banners? That's how we were going to overthrow it. But because they staged it to make it look violent, they'll say, well, you're allowed to speak to us, but you guys were, you were not peaceful. And we allow peaceful assemblies. Folks, do you well, see the, the setup? Right there? Yeah. So now the message they went, just like Mark, I'll let you have it. Go the on. message went to this. Hey, listen, don't come here and ask us to do anything. You stay away from Washington, D.C. That's their message. Yeah, with a 12-foot fence topped with barbed wire. But, Coach, here's how they get around what that what you were just talking about here, the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law, okay? Congress didn't make any law. No. But it was imposed on us by judges and county health officials and yep. airlines and places of business and hospitals. Congress had nothing to do with that. Congress doesn't do anything. <laughs> tell you the truth. They were negligent, they were negligent right? Remember, so, folks, uh, courts don't make law. Courts don't make, governors don't make mandates. Health, health boards, health departments don't issue mandates and make you stay home and make you, make you wear a mask. So the failure then was what do we do? We said, listen, Fauci doesn't have the right to do that. So we want to go petition our government for a redress of grievances. You can't go to Washington, D.C. They got fences up around there. They don't want to talk to you. So they now have a limit. Uh, uh, they have destroyed all of the rights mentioned in the First Amendment. Well, the fact the fact that the Washington, D.C. police, as you know, were responsible for the death of five people, including right. what including technically one of their own when Officer Signick was, you know, handed over by patriots to say, could you need to look after this particular individual because he, he doesn't seem very well. And no, he right. wasn't killed by a Trump supporter getting a fire extinguisher and whacking him around the head. No, it's a complete lie. So you've got him and, and Roseanne Boyland and uh, Mr. Phillips and Mr. Greekson as well. And of course, Ashley Babbitt. That whole thing, it's now, it's getting out there massively, thanks to dear friends of mine like David Summerall, etc. That's getting out there massively. But still, I am still shocked, as David is, by the fact that even Americans still don't understand what really happened on that day. It, It just astounds me constantly. But maybe you're right, because people are watching CNN as they're, as all their viewing figures are going through the floor in in uh, in airports, because that's the only contracts they can get, and um, they're and they're believing all the other MSM. I mean, over here, the way the Guardian etc. reports all that, 
and and the anti-Trump and stuff like that at times is is off the proverbial charts, and it's not again not very discerning at all. Jan six, I just say it, a complete and utter setup, an absolute setup. Do Americans, do the American people have the right to go and uh, and take their grievances to government? Of course they did, and they actually did it peacefully. It was when the police started attacking patriots. I'll say that this is out. This is outrageous, and of course, after the fact that the election was stolen, that is now proven. All the evidence is out there. But Rob, you're quite right. People won't believe us. Because it's not on the mainstream news, it's not on the CNN, etc. Um, even the, what's interesting. Well, so is you know all it's the evidence is out there, but so is Hunter Biden's laptop. It's been out there for <laughs> four years, and uh, and yet they're rounding up the pillow man. So anyway, we're, we're down to about nine minutes. I gotta I gotta shift gears here because I promised the folks that we would also offer some solutions, action plans, and hope for the days that we're living in. So, what do you got for us, guys? Go, coach. Solutions, uh, action plans, and hope. That's what we. Well, that's what we I tell everybody to do exactly what Gideon did: make noise and shine light. That's really what we have to do. And of course, all politics have become local, and so we have to. We we need to begin to work at the at the grassroots. Look, look folks. Donald Trump ain't going to sweep in and save us. I mean, he may return. I don't know. But even if he does, we have this huge federal beast that it's it's a Leviathan, friends. It's a Leviathan. And the only opportunity we have is, Rob, we're all old enough to remember James Carville when Bill Clinton was running for uh, president. And what was their slogan? It's the economy, stupid. All right? Well, friends. It's local, stupid. It's local, stupid. We need to begin to uh, stand up and push back against the forces of darkness in our public school systems, in our local governments, in our county governments. I found out after 20-some years of of activism, whatever that means, I've been to Washington, D.C. more times than uh, Hillary Clinton's opened a Bible. And the truth of the matter is there isn't going to be a whole lot you're going to get done in Washington, D.C., but we can still have an impact locally. And let me say one more thing, and then I'll throw it to you, Mark. I, I think you ought to make it your personal goal to become a thorn in the flesh, a pellet in the shoe of your pastor. I think you ought to wear him out with asking the questions. Hey, dude, stand up and lead, will you? Will you stand up and lead, pastor? Say, don't rich... You don't mix religion and politics. And as a result, the devil's rolling in the halls of Congress. And our kids are living under the tyrannical edicts of Satan. Politics is religion, buddy. <laughs> Wake up. I've done, that, I've done that, Coach. I've done that, Coach. And, yeah. um, and they don't care. Yeah. Well, I care. <laughs> I'm going to wear them out. Yeah, yeah. Mark. Well, you've asked you've asked a huge question. Frankly, in some ways, I don't even know if I have uh, if I have any constructive comments to say. But I'll tell you what: I am blessed by the fact that I attend a church where the uh, where the pastor is fully awake, and it's very very interesting how our congregation then came together through all this from other churches where they've been feeling alone because they're awake to various things that are going on and are surrounded by the uh, you know, come by our, come by our, and don't rock the rock the boat brigade. I agree. I agree exactly with what coach. Our systems are very different, but I agree with what coach is saying. In in all the different walks of life, we have to challenge. We have to push back. We have to question things. Our priority is to is to preach is to preach the gospel and use whatever means we we can. Our priority is to raise the alarm and say. This is wrong. Now, now, over here, there will be and there will be in time an investigation into all the different things that have gone on 
in regard to lockdown, the right, the, the stealing of people's freedoms and all the rest. And all I can say is that we need to push back. But one of the big problems we have over here, people don't necessarily want to talk about the last couple of years. It's as though everything's gone back. They just want to dismiss it and they want to get on with their lives. And if you start to talk about it, it's, oh, it doesn't matter. It's all over now. Everything's fine. We have a bit of a problem in that regard. So praying, fasting, along with all the other action and getting involved and, and, uh, and sounding the alarm to all of it. In many ways, I think what I've just said, I don't think I've really answered the question in many well, ways. You know, I think we do need, I need to be, I think we need to be praying for that rude awakening so that we get that great awakening that coach was talking about. Um, anybody in the audience have any questions um, before we run out of time? I do, Rob. Okay, Harry. Well, we've watched this right from the beginning, just like everybody else has. And if you look at the Bible, which you all do, I know you do, uh, Jesus promises things are going to get worse and worse and worse as time as the time approaches. And if if this is of the Lord, whether it's the beginning of the end or the things are getting worse and worse and they're planned to be that way, about the most I feel that we can hope to do is to wake somebody up and get them saved. No man other than the one that the Lord raises up himself is going to be able to bring this down unless the Lord steps in and does it himself. Uh, it, it, there just is no good answer. There is no real answer unless the Lord provides it. Well, I think I think you're right on some level there, Harry, but I also think that we as Christians cannot sit by and let lies be told and just go unchecked. Anytime, I think the simple solution is just reject every lie. And, Amen. And, and challenge every lie. Challenge That's every what I'm lie. Saying, you know, we have to be able to explain that these things are lies, that, that there is, there, that we're being led down a very bad path. And we've got families that don't want to listen, just like everybody else has got families that don't want to listen. Yeah, well, these can be opportunities. These uh, days we're living in are perfect opportunities, and we we best not be wasting them. Anybody else? We got uh, Russ, Deanne, Brother Jeffrey in Kenya is watching. Lawrence, um, who else is in here? I can't see my list. I need another set of glasses. <laughs> Russ, anybody? Okay, you missed your shot. That was it. That was your chance. <laughs> so, wrap it up for us, Coach. Uh, what a time to be alive. Uh, what a time to be alive. And I think we just saw with the uh, with a woman there in, in Italy, and I think we see it all, all across America. It's Guys, we, we have been literally uh, – we've been riding in a taxi for about 60 years. We've just been sitting back and let, letting the taxi driver take us wherever he wanted to take us. And uh, we're beginning to waken up. And like a, an old football team, it takes a while to build a program. You know, your program is – you don't have any good players. Get a new coach. It takes takes a while to put a team together. And I, I, see, uh, I see new players rising every day. I see better action from our team every day. And so I think we need to be patient in what we do. I think we need to be uh, – deliberate in what we uh, what we speak and I think we need to do everything we can to wake up those that are around us uh, we're in a we are in a time that as my wife likes to say the sheep from the goats have already been separated long ago boys it's now the sheep from the sheep it's time to it's time now to awaken the lions somewhere that are hiding in that sheepfold and I believe we're on the verge of seeing that happen all across the world amen. Our our friend Mark Dislin would agree with you. So, hey, next week we have uh, somebody you you probably know, uh, Mark. Uh, John O'Looney is a, a funeral director in the UK, and going to be spilling the beans on what he has found out about this uh, clot shot, jab, he, stab, whatever you he, want to call it. He is an amazing man. He's an amazing. I don't know him personally. Other friends do. But I know, I know of him very much. So he's an amazing man. 
Well, if you want to stay up late next week, Mark, you can you can join the show with us and Doctor John. <laughs> so I I I may do that. I may do that. I might okay. be back down to. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you guys. Thanks everybody for watching. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. God bless. Cheers. Thank you.